Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. The following episode is part of a live event from Giving Tuesday that Paul and Rebecca were a part of. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to CDM Live, guys. We are going to be talking about our vision and seeing DMM and city transformation uh, and how that works together both in North America and in the world to reach uh, all peoples. We also have special guests um, and some of our developing hubs that we have here in uh, North America. We're just so excited to be able to talk with them about it. But first, we want to be able to give you just a taste of our vision through our uh, the video that we've recently put together. In our postmodern, post-Christian world, we see brokenness and addiction, division and struggles for power, refugees and need. Every family has felt the effects of these things, whether around the globe or right next door. For many, the church is no longer the place where they look to find answers to life's deepest questions and needs. But Jesus commands us to bring the solution to them. He commands us to go. Go and love our neighbors. Help the needy. Bring freedom to the captive. Heal the sick. Bring justice to corruption and to the oppressed. To make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. To see his kingdom come on earth. Our communities experience compassion, justice, healing, and to help those far from God find their way to his table. Contagious Disciple Making coaches people, just like you, from all walks of life to help friends, family, and colleagues fall in love with Jesus. As they work to launch disciple-making movements in their cities, we support their efforts with practical tools and resources. We help them find a home within an expanding community of disciple-makers committed to growing and praying together. We help them mobilize their Christian friends and family by forming disciple-making communities who pray for, serve, and develop relationships with the lost and make disciples who make disciples. So how can you partner with us to see this transformation happen both in North America and the world? First, pray. Pray with our community of frontline disciple-makers. Both within our online prayer page and prayer meetings, you will meet great people from the United States and all around the world whose stories will encourage and inspire you. We pray together for disciple-making efforts, both at home and abroad. Also, give. Help us reach our goal of $180,000 for supporting CDM's kingdom work. When you become a $100 a month partner with us, you empower our coaches and community builders to come alongside brave men and women around the world. You help provide them the resources and the guidance they need to overcome obstacles and become more effective disciple makers. Together, we can activate the church and transform our cities as they fall in love with Jesus. Yes, the darkness is growing, but the King of Kings has called us to be the light. We must obey his call. Guys, you know, um, this truly is our passion. You know, we have such a, a heart to be able to see God's kingdom come and his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, that's what we're all about. Well, guys, I could tell you what we do as a contagious disciple making. We say that we catalyze movement through coaching, 
community and communication. And so through that, guys, we help people, everyday Christians, be able to become world-changing disciple makers. So we come alongside people. Today, you have heard stories upon stories and will continue to hear stories of people that we have come to know as good friends, that we uh, walk alongside and share their journeys. And through their particular obedience, we're able to see so much happen. But first, I want to be able to share just a little bit more of our vision of what we want to see happen in and through CDM. So guys, what we when we think about especially here in North America, what is it going to see to see our cities transform? We see a lot of issues right now that are plaguing our our nation. We see a lot of things happening in there and we have to see what is that gap that we need to be able to close between what is it that we see and what we know that God wants for us. You know, though that makes CDM very different than a lot of other movement-focused organizations is that we, our goal is to see the kingdom happen. You know, there's a lot of other motivations to seeing disciple-making movement and everything out there, but ultimately we believe that the gospel of, uh, of Jesus Christ is the gospel of the kingdom and that it is a place in which whole peoples are obeying him and following him and experiencing that wholeness that he so longs for us. And we will not see that unless we become disciples of Christ and not just converts. And not just converts that don't share him with others and who make disciples themselves. And so we long to be able to see uh, whole cities transformed but in North America. And we believe it's going to be coming through primarily disciple-making movement among the lost, the reactivation of the church, and kingdom realization in and where we are. So how are, how do we want to see this happen? Well, first of all, we believe that the spiritual communities that, that exist, so in other words, the church, the capital C church, that we can become hubs for making disciples. You know, again, something that makes us very different is that we believe that the that our legacy churches or the churches that exist can become hubs for making disciples, that we can shift in key cultural ways in order to be able to be hubs for making disciples and be able to see that movement forward in that. And so we want to be able to see uh, churches be able to equip their people with taking their small groups and forming them into DMCs and also being able to shift and having more of a prayer focused, uh, you know, ministry and then having more focus on local missions and that that's how a church can become a hub for, for making disciples. And as we go around, uh, you know, North America and helping churches being able to become these hubs, we're going to be able to see more and more people uh, becoming disciple makers and our cities being transformed through good works and through uh, disciple making movement amongst all peoples among the lost. Oftentimes, disciple making movements are used to reach only certain disciple, you know, certain people groups within an area. But we believe that the church, we should be seeking all peoples 
inside of a city, whether you are a soccer mom or whether you're an immigrant or whether you're a in a broken neighborhood or maybe you're a high powered executive. Everyone needs Jesus. Everyone needs him. And so we believe it's going to be coming through a combination of the church reactivating and going out and seeking the lost and seeing them come to know Jesus, that we're, we're going to see this kingdom realization in and where we are. And if you think about it, guys, as more and more people, the average Christian is learning to be able to make disciples in this way. We're going to have more and more maturing Christians that really know how to make disciples. And we can send now teens out, out to other areas, out to other places, out to other nations. And so once again, we'll be able to be a place where we launch so many people out into the rest of the far reaches of the world to be able to see them come to know Jesus as well. And so guys, we want to invite you into being a part of this with us. And typically with CDM, we have three different ways in which we offer people to do that. And that is to pray, to make disciples, and to give. But guys, today, this is Giving Tuesday. And uh, we would just ask you to give. And in fact, we are praying for 150 sup uh, supporters who would give $100 a month being a monthly supporter allows us to be able to continue doing what we're doing, to be able to look forward and say, we will be able to, to, to go out to that city. We will be able to start that hub. We will be able to, to build more team in order to reach more people. And by the way, if you want to know how to be able to give, go to www.contagiousdisciplemaking.com slash partner if you're online you can be able to see that uh link there and be able to give but also on the app well guys uh right now we are so excited to be able to have a friend of ours jolene burtz to come along and be with us she's one of our, our more long-standing friends uh in this journey and um you know jolene so good to have you today so good to be here this is exciting yeah, absolutely. You know, Jolene, you have had quite the journey with us. Uh, I remember when we first uh, met you, uh, where you were trying to put, you are putting together a, a discovery group of different women in your, in your area, but, and you so believed in wanting to be able to, to see people come to know Jesus, but you, you felt kind of alone at that point, didn't you? I sure did. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I needed, I needed help. <laughs> so, you know, coming, since coming into Contagious Disciple Making, you've been a part of our the coaching and, you know, also the, you took the class, you've been a part of some of our, our resulting workshops and everything. You know, what have been some of your biggest aha moments as you've been along this journey? There have been so many, but I would say some of the biggest ones. One is the idea that we're to make disciples, not converts. And I've grown up um, in the church and have had a desire to um, see people come to know Jesus and have been on many missions trips even, and have been taught all kinds of ways of how to share the gospel in all these different ways. And I saw many people say, yes to gospel presentations. So I made a lot of converts 
but I never made disciples. Mm. And to learn that the, the command from Christ is to go and make disciples and, and that I really had been disobedient in that way Mm. um, and had a heart to want to see people know Jesus. But I had so many people in my life. I led youth, youth ministry with my husband for seven years, made a lot of converts, but today most of them are not walking with Jesus. And so I think um, that's the biggest thing I've learned. And then also to see that disciple making is for all of us, all believers, and um, not just the trained professionals. And so the greatest joy for me has not only been to see lost neighbors come to know Jesus and come to obey Jesus and share him with others, but also to see the um, seemingly most unlikely people um, that in the church, existing believers that never thought that they could make disciples because they weren't extroverts or they weren't gifted in evangelism or, or trained, but to see those kinds of people like Michael Garcia come and make disciples and share Jesus with people and bring them to read the word of God as, as non-believers, he's got, he's got several discovery Bible studies going with non-believers to see that is so exciting to me because I'm not only making disciples myself in my neighborhood, but I'm able now to equip other believers to do the same thing and to see their lives transformed because now they have purpose and now they have meaning and now they have something to live for. Um, whereas before they, they really struggled knowing what, what their purpose was as a believer. So, and, and, and you got in guys, one of the people that you, she's talking about is Michael Garcia. We, we interviewed him this morning and he's become now one of our interns here at CDM. And we're just so excited about that. And we're excited about having him as a part of it, but what a transformation that he's been able to go through. And that's something I know Jolene has been so great for you and your heart and, and wanting to be able to bring other people along this journey uh, along with you. So um, when you were, you said that you had the various different methods that you were, you were thinking about and, and, and stuff like that. What, what helped you be able to steer towards, you know, disciple making so it, throughout this journey, what has kept you moving more and more towards that? I, it's just been the, the, the ongoing community and coaching that I've received um, from CDM and really understanding um, what, it, what the goal, the goal is to get people to be able to become um, people that can read the word of God for themselves, be taught by the word of God, be led by the spirit of God in learning from God, to not be dependent on people like me um, but that my goal as a disciple maker is to get people into an environment where they can listen and learn from the father and mm-hmm. not do what I tell them to do. And mm-hmm. so I've been learning that it's been a journey, but to, to see women um, who went from never, ever reopening the scriptures for themselves to now they're reading the Bible, obeying what Jesus says and have a desire to share that with other people, um, that, that, that is them 
receiving, listening and learning from the Father and receiving from the Father and the Holy Spirit um, a transformation. Um, and so, but it's really been through the context of, through coaching and the community at CDM to, to show me what that actually looks like. So, you, so you, you know, Jolene, I was just wanting to ask, you know, go, sh- tell us a comparison to where you were at the beginning of this journey, you know, when it came to, you know, how you were making disciples to what you're doing now and the sense of that, you know, where are the specific places? What are your, your biggest, like, tangible, concrete ahas of like, I need to do this as opposed to that? Okay, so one would be I need to bring people to God's word and not just share gospel presentations. Mm. That would be one. Um, I need to actually uh, be praying for the lost. Um, I need to be engaging and spending time with non-believers and not expecting that I could just go up to random strangers without any kind of relational equity with them. And, uh, and tell them a gospel presentation and they'll say yes to Jesus. Um, the idea uh, too of, um, it's not about just bringing people to my church so that my pastor can um, share the gospel with them, but that I, that it's my responsibility to do that. Um, so I've Im- implemented things in my life, like the prayer calendar, where I'm, I'm putting daily habits in my own life of prayer that then overflow into how I interact and pray for non-believers. Um, things like um, engaging with a loss and how, what that looks like. So there's a tool that I learned early on called the conversation quadrant where, where I go out and I'm having casual, meaningful, spiritual and discovery conversations with non-believers um, mm-hmm. and learning that I need to build relationships with people um, and not feel like I need to um, give like 10 points of apologetics for every, every point of, of disbelief that they might have. <laughs> That my goal is to get them to God's word so God can do that in them. Um, so those are those are a few things. So as you as I'm thinking and, and listening to your story and everything, Jolene, you've you've got a lot of neat successes on your belt under your belt. So what is the thing that you're the most excited about disciple making right now? What what kind of just lights the fire and gets you going as you are making disciples? Is there a story that kind of captures that for you? I think it's seeing the, the women in my, um, my neighborhood. Um, now we just met this morning actually again, and their heart is to want to see their community transformed. Mm -hmm. So they went from not knowing Jesus to discovering God, falling in love with Jesus one and sharing, sharing scripture with their friends and family and now wanting to see how we can, we just had a, um, a brainstorm session last time we met, not this morning, but uh, the previous time, a brainstorming session of how can we invest in our local community here um, in Escondido and bring non-believers along with us to every month, maybe one month we can pick up trash, another mm-hmm. month we can host um, a workshop on, um, on how to be safe online. Another time we can, we can put together some lunches for the homeless. 
So th this is all coming from them wanting to reach their community and seeing their hearts driven by the love of God in them, but wanting to see their community transformed by the gospel of the kingdom. Um, that's been so exciting that no longer is it me just pushing them or wanting to see them know Jesus and wanting to see them obey, but now they're driving the direction of where we're going and they have vision to see that in my own neighborhood, which used to just be my, my vision, me and my husband, like praying for our neighborhood. Now it's no longer just us. It's people that three, three, four years ago didn't even know Jesus. And now they're, they're the disciple makers and they're the laborers too. Yeah. So you would say that, that truly the, the, the local team that you have right there in your neighborhood came from the harvest itself. That's right. That's great. But, do, uh, but you know, you also have started growing a, a community that is that is going and making disciples from existing, uh, you know, ones as well. So, again, I, I think back to more towards the beginning of your journey, uh, Jolene, and you were someone who was like, I believe in this. And you were I could tell, you know, Jolene, you were willing to go it alone. You were willing to say, hey. I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I'm going to make disciples. And, and you started posting on your personal prayer page, you know, I'm going to go and engage my neighbors. I just had a discovery Bible study. Please pray for me. And through that, people started taking notice and saying, hey, what is this? And how can we be a part of this too? And that kind of started your your first DMC. So Compares, compare where you were then with where you are now and, and your passion of what you want to see. Oh, now there are, um, not only do we have a, a, a thriving disciple-making team um, that we meet every week for um, two and a half hours, we eat a meal together, we share stories, and these are people from all different churches in North County, San Diego. We share stories of what God's doing. We've got 15 discovery, active discovery Bible studies with non-believers represented just in our, just in our team. We have four other disciple-making communities that have birthed out of our disciple-making team going on. So there's five disciple-making communities. We're also now connected with multiple churches that now want to learn, which we've been praying and seeking the Lord on this. And it's actually coming to fruition now that churches after COVID have really been seeing we, we are fragile and we need to be able to um, make disciples that we all need to be able to make disciples, whether COVID hits or some other disaster hits, we need to be able to be strong. And so it's exciting to see other churches come alongside us too. And, and we're partnering with them. Um, so I now have, I, I'm not alone anymore <laughs> and I have people that I'm sure, uh, five years from now will be leading, uh, much greater things than, than I ever could imagine myself leading. So it's, it's exciting. So one of the things I'm hearing you say is very similar to what I heard Justin Mass say in our last broadcast is that there comes a point in time where the, the, DMM, disciple-making movements, our disciple-making communities, and even our hubs get to a place where it's not about one church or one denomination. It creates an environment where we can all work together as the body of Christ. We can still enjoy our church services. We can still enjoy our Sunday everything, but 
and we can go out and we can we can enjoy making disciples together and living out the great commission the great commandments right there in our neighborhoods and and it's possible to do both it's possible for there to be harmony and prayer is a big part of that of course you mentioned you mentioned praying at the beginning that god would do this the other thing that i'm hearing from you too is that commitment to not quit the, we talked about that in our very first broadcast today, where we talked about uh, David Parrish in Honduras and how he had to make the commitment that this is, number one, absolutely biblical, and two, because it was absolutely biblical, that he would not quit. Whether or not he saw it in his lifetime did not matter. He said, this is the way for me. I'm all in. I'm not stopping until I die, until Jesus comes back or until we see movement. And as a result, we see what's happening in, the, in Honduras as well. So we're seeing the, the workers come from the harvest. We're seeing uh, the, God's people coming together in unity around the main issues of the kingdom of God. And we're seeing the commitment to not quit until we see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as is in heaven. So that's, I mean, that's incredible that we're, we're seeing those things and the transformation that it's bringing to the destinies of families is outstanding. Now, you know, Jolene, when we talk about this growth between of you being alone where you are to where you are, this part of the reason why we at CDM, you know, one of our passions and why we exist is to be able to come alongside and create, um, you know, uh, community around people that are trying to strike out and be able to do this on their own. Is that do, did you feel that with our community coming around you during that time? It, how has how has been your experience with the CDM community? Absolutely. Um, Life-giving, encouraging. I mean, there were times when I would be, I'd, I'd share, you know, little messages to folks, you know, I'm struggling with this and I'd get a phone call. Like, and I'd be crying. I'm so discouraged. I'm working so hard. I'm not seeing any fruit. And, and, um, and prayer, like the prayer support um, has been so incredible um, to know that there are people that are doing that. This, what, what we're trying to do here, they're doing it in other parts of the country and around the world. And that we're together um, multiple times um, a week online and there's always opportunity to receive prayer and to be praying for one another and encouraging one another. And then also hearing stories of disciple makers, just like me that are um, on the same journey ahead of me um, and have, have gone before. And to, to hear that is encouraging and um, helps me keep, keep going. Um, so it's the, the prayer support is um, unlike I've, ever, ever experienced before in my Christian life. Well, you know, as we say at CDM, when people come in, we say our goal is for us to be friends. <laughs> we really do mean it. Um, and we do everything that we can to be able to make that reality. In fact, we were able to come out to uh, Escudito uh, and, you know, Paul and some of our community come out to, to spend some time with you and your family and, and work with there. And we'll get to that in just a moment. First, I, I, I think about lately a, a story that you shared, Jolene, um, at our, one of our latest community meetings. And it was you with your, with your hairdresser. And, um, you know, which I think it's a great moment of just saying like, hey, this is where we're coming and how we're engaging with people who don't know Jesus. Why don't you share that story? Okay, so... Um... 
I was in my salon and um, I uh, was having conversations with my, my hairdresser who's um, she's from Afghanistan. She's a super good friend, a Muslim uh, friend of mine. And um, I was uh, listening, listening to her talk and everything. And then um, I started kind of playing on my phone and uh, the Holy Spirit nudged me and said, stop playing on your phone. It's time to engage with the lost people around you. <laughs> and so I, I put my phone down and I heard um, the salon owner um, share and, and she, the salon is a, a amazing salon. Um, my, my hairdresser or the salon owner is a Gothic woman and, um, and she so wearing shared, all the black and, and wearing, all, wearing all the black and long black fingernails and tattoos and everything. Um, and she, I overheard her say, I, I hate October 1st. And mm-hmm. um, I just felt a nudge from the Lord saying, here's, here's your opportunity to have a conversation with her. And so I just asked, you know, um, why do you hate October 1st? And she said, well, that's the day that my sister was murdered in the uh, Las Vegas massacre um, four years ago, the shooting. Mm. And, um, and I just said, I am, I am so, so sorry to hear that. And she just began sharing, you know, about her sister and um, about how hard it has been for her life um, since ever since then. And I, I'd never talked to this woman before, um, but I just felt I needed to give her a hug. So I, I asked, I said, could I give you a hug? And she said, sure. So I gave her a hug and she just began weeping. I had mm-hmm. never had a conversation with her before this. So this is a stranger. And the Lord led this just quick interaction, gave her a hug. She started weeping. She falls mm-hmm. onto the ground weeping. This is in her salon. This is in public. And then I fall on the ground weeping with her. And then my hairdresser, my Muslim friend, she starts crying and she says to the salon owner, Jolene will pray for you. She, Mm. she, she's been praying for my country, Afghanistan, as we've been going through a horrible time lately. And she's Mm. been fasting and her friends pray. Her friends are praying for me and my country. And, Mm -hmm. and then the salon owner said, wow. And we began, she began sharing about her, her life. And, um, she looked at me and she goes, are you a Christian? And I said, well, what do you mean by that? (laughs) And she said, well, do you, do you follow? Or she said, do you believe in Jesus? I said, yes. And she goes, oh, well, I do too. And um, I thought that was very interesting. And then she she started explaining to me all about her tattoos, how one side of her, her body is all tattooed in things like Jesus and angels. And another side is all like dragons and demonic things and death and skulls and what that meant to her. And I just began listening and she said, I hate church. I will wow. never, ever go to church. My dad was a pastor and, um, you know, she just began sharing about some wounds that she's had from church. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of like a spiritual mentor for people that don't like church. And she <laughs> said, wow, that is, that is awesome. I really trust you and I want to get to know you. Can I have your number? And so I... <laughs> 
I've been communicating with her back and forth. I've seen her again since, and she shared more about her struggles. And um, I'm just really looking forward. And I've mobilized prayer for her. We're just trusting that God's hand is in her life and that he's going to do an amazing work in her heart in the future. You know, well, one of the things that's in your story that I really like, Jolene, is that idea of the Holy Spirit leading you to be present in the moment. I was on a book club conversation this morning, and we were talking about one of the key characteristics of a disciple maker is that putting aside of distractions and listening to the Holy Spirit and engaging the people around you and seeing them as people not as servants or projects or whatever. And that's what you did in that moment. The Holy Spirit prompted you. You put aside the distraction of your phone. You had been seeing that your Afghani hairdresser for a long time as a person. And she became an advocate for you to this other person who finally was seen as a person and was loved and cared for. And her anguish was not shoved aside or explained in platitude, but received in that moment. And consequently, in a short amount of time, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence there in that room, you created a bridge. And we're trusting with you that God will use that to both touch your hairdresser's life, as well as the salon owner's life as too. So, uh, you know, Jolene, we we have loved coming along this uh, this journey with you. You're one of our, our deepest friends in, in Kapad Patriots. And we want to be able to start talking about your vision of uh, our vision together, where we want to be able to see your uh, how, what is this going to result in? You know, the people coming to know Jesus, the, um, you know, the, the, the um, area becoming a hub for making disciples. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.